0: Yes, and we do adore the Lord. That last song we were singing, at the end it says, as we gather to seek your face. And uh, I'm so glad they chose that song because that ties in with what I'd like to speak about today. It's a strange, wonderful, and a funny time of the year. It's a a strange time of the the year because it gets so busy. I don't know if you've discovered this uh, this last term can be just a, a, such a hectic time. And I was just sitting down calculating in my head, so if the calculations aren't 100%, uh, don't moan at me. But there's a, as I worked out, less than 90 days left of this year. And about 80 days to Christmas. And in between that, you've probably got so much to do. It's a busy time of the year. I remember when I was growing up, I, I, I did not like the jacarandas. Because when the jacarandas came out, it meant exams. <laughs> and so for years, the association with jacarandas was not positive. And uh, you know, as students, you, you'll try anything for a good mark. And of course, if a jacaranda fell on your head, then you stood a good chance. And we would always... I would go write my exams at the, the, the Pretoria Showgrounds. I think it's called the Tswani Events Center now. And, of course, there's lots of jacaranda trees around there. And the students would all stand studying under the jacaranda tree. <laughs> so that. Uh, but it, it's funny association. And it's only now that every year at this time I'm not writing exams that I can actually start enjoying the jacarandas and start marveling at their beauty. But it is uh, a time of the year where the the weather is marvelous, things begin to turn, but it's also a tiring time of the year. You're about to enter the last term of the year. In two months' time, it'll be December. And uh, I tell you, once December hits, it's like somebody throws a mental switch, and uh, productivity seems to... And uh, it just gets quiet. And I just thought, Lord, what is it that you want to do for us as we go into these next two months or this next three months? And I just felt the Lord said he wanted to strengthen us, that he wanted to come and strengthen us. And the truth is, we all need God's strength in our daily lives. Our own strength can only take us this far, and we were not designed to run on our own strength. Now, when we were children... We used to, we have a farm in the Eastern Cape, and we used to go down there on holiday. And my father would try and make it as pleasurable as possible. And uh, one day he decided to build us a go-kart. And I mean, as young guys, I mean, a go-kart was just, um, just wonderful. And he went and found one of those old prams. I don't know, if, I think they called them Perambulators. But it was a huge pram with springs. I don't know if you remember in those old days, you got these. I don't know how the kids didn't get seasick. But anyway, these huge prams with these huge wheels like this. And um, don't ask me where it fitted in the car. Maybe that's why all the people with small kids had station wagons in those days. But it was one of these huge prams. And um, he went and bought this at uh, like an auctioneer's room. And I think today it would be considered a collectible or an antique or something. But no sooner did he get it, he stripped it apart, because all he wanted was those lovely big wheels for the go-kart. And uh, he made this go-kart. And go-karts are, of course, famous for not having good brakes. <laughs> and our farm, unfortunately, was not flat. And so we would go with this go-kart and... Uh, The first thing is he took the handle off the back of the pram and he mounted it to the back so that we could stand uh, and push in the upright position. We didn't have to bend down like this and try and push it. We could push in the upright position. And he made space so that two or three of us could fit on at once. So it was a real nice go-kart. And the the problem was we had to push them up the hills. And... The girls would come along. I remember there was a pastor, Ivan Foster, and his daughter, and she would want to be in the back, and they wouldn't want to push. And I don't know if you've ever tried to push a go-kart up a hill on a farm with three people in it, and it just doesn't want to move. Sometimes that's what life is like. It's like you're trying to push this go-kart up the hill. The coming down was just wonderful until you got too much speed. And one by one the wheels buckled and then that was the end of the go-kart. But as we grew older, my dad bought us motorbikes. Now that was a different thing. There was no pushing until you ran out of petrol. But these go-karts had a power built into them. These motorbikes had a power built into them. And hills were no longer a question. In fact, we would go straight up the hills all the way to the top. And we loved it. And sometimes I feel like that's what God wants to do. He wants to say, okay, you've been pushing this go-kart around for a long time now, but now let me strengthen you. Let me give you a power outside of yourself so that you can climb on that motorbike and head straight up the hill." And that you can love it and that you can enjoy it. I know God wants to come and strengthen us. And at the end, we're going to have communion together. And we're going to ask God to come and strengthen us. Strengthen us for this next term, for this next season, and for this next stage. Would you take up your Bible and turn to 1 Chronicles, chapter 16, and verse 11. 1 Chronicles, chapter 16, and verse 11 as we continue speaking about being strengthened by God. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible, 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 11. And then I've got five points and then we'll have communion. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 11. And it's never a problem to look up in the index where the relevant books are. It was funny I remember winning a competition at school being able to recite the 66 books of the Bible books of the Bible in 23 seconds. I don't know how I won the competition because no one could clearly hear what I was saying. <laughs> but in 1 Chronicles 16 verse 11 in the amplified Bible it says seek the Lord. The last song we sang was as we gather to seek your face. It says Seek the Lord and His strength. Yearn for and seek His face, and to be in His presence continually. Just that one scripture. Seek the Lord and His strength. Yearn for and seek His face, and to be in His presence continually. And as I was looking at that scripture, I saw basically four things. Seek the Lord... Seek his strength, seek his face, seek his presence always. Seek the Lord, seek his strength, seek his face, seek his presence always or continually. In the NIV, it says, Look to the Lord and his strength and seek his face always. In the New Living Translation, it says, Search for the Lord and his strength, continually seek him. In the Bible, in basic English, it says, Let your search be for the Lord and for His strength. Let your hearts be turned ever to Him. Different translations. And so I want to say the first point is, we must always rely on God's strength. We must always rely on God's strength. It will get us further further. I once heard someone say, "Sin will take you further than what you wanted to go, and sin will cost you more than you wanted to pay. But I believe if we will move away from that and we will allow God's strength to come into us, his strength can take us further than we'd ever imagined. But this aspect is that we must always rely on God's strength. Well, what does always mean? What is it mean? What what does the word always mean? Well, I went and looked it up. And if we are going to always rely on God's strength, what does this word always mean? Well, it means we should continually rely on God's strength. Again and again. Constantly, we should rely on His strength. Frequently, we should rely on His strength. I remember years ago, after my own father died, And feeling extremely weak. And I was reminded my mother would encourage me just to live one day at a time. And I remember that some days I didn't even have the strength for one day at a time. But God would give me the strength almost hour by hour. Hour by hour. And if you need his strength today, we need it continually, hourly, often, and repeatedly. I believe we must learn to rely on God's strength habitually, make a habit of it, on an ongoing basis, day to day, regularly, always, at all times, perpetually. We need to rely on God's strength now, we need to rely on God's strength tomorrow, and we need to rely on God's strength for the future and forever, permanently, night and day, we need to be relying on God's strength. What it does not mean is that we should rely on God's strength now and again. Or as the need demands, I believe we must seek His strength always. So that was point number one. We must always rely on God's strength. Point number two. Go for God. Simple. Go for God. That same scripture, 1 Chronicles 16, verse 11, it says, Seek the Lord. If I can put it in modern day terminology, go for God. Seek the Lord. Now what does it mean to seek the Lord? It's a lovely old-fashioned word, this seeking the Lord. But what does it mean? Well, I think it it means several things, and I've put down ten things that I think it means here. To seek the Lord means to resort to him. Let him be your backstop. To seek the Lord means to go to him. When you seek an audience with a king, you go to the king. Thirdly, I believe to seek God means to search for him. Fourthly, to seek God means to look for him. Fifthly, to seek God means to try and discover more of Him. That's why when we offer these courses on principles of the kingdom, go along, see what you can learn, see see what you can discover that you perhaps don't already know. Seek the Lord means to chase after Him. That's why Tommy Tenney wrote the book, The God Chases. To seek the Lord means to pursue Him. To seek the Lord means to hunt for him. I remember one day going on a real hunt. I'm not talking about one of those at night with a torch and then the poor buck is like this and you just shoot it. I'm talking about a real hunt. And I went with this hunter and he was one of those who would, you know, pick up the sand and see which way the wind blew and we'd make sure we were downstream and, you know, and then we'd watch the, the spurs and we'd follow and follow and, you know, work. And eventually we'd Get the buck. And I believe sometimes a little bit of that is required in our seeking of God. Number nine, to seek God means to crave for Him, or long for Him. Number ten, the last one, to seek God means make an effort. Make an effort. I made a friend with somebody recently on Facebook. He must be about 50 years old. I think he lives down in the Cape somewhere. Day after day, he'd put on Facebook, You know, I'm in a desperate situation financially. I can't find a job. I can't find a job. Here, can me? And it was just going on and on and on. And um, I would feel sorry for him and I would write back and say, We're praying. I'll get my intercessors to pray for you. We'll do this. We're trusting. And it go on and month after month after Eventually, about two months ago, I decided, Well, maybe I must give him some advice because everybody sees this, everybody's drawn into this. And um, I said, I wrote, I said, have you registered your CV with the employment agencies? And I thought to myself, what an arrogant man am I to propose this. But I sent it anyway. And he wrote back and he said, what is an employment agency? And can you tell me how to register with them? And I thought to myself, this man's not seeking employment. If you are seeking employment, you will know what an employment agency is. You will know how to get your CV registered with them. You will know because you're seeking. You need that job. You will do whatever you can do. And eventually I wondered if he wasn't just using Facebook to conjure up sympathy. Because I I wondered. And and I I wondered if I should reply to that response. Because I I thought, are you really seeking? Or is it just something you're doing in in amongst everything else? Or is it really something you want? And I think sometimes when it's When it comes to us seeking God, we must go for God. We must seek Him. We mustn't just say it, but we must seek Him. Point number three. Point number one was we must always rely on God's strength. Point number two was go for God. Point number three was be strengthened by Him. Be strengthened by Him. In that scripture, 1 Chronicles 16 verse 11, it says, Seek the Lord and His strength. We must seek His strength. And I believe we must be strengthened by God. Now, years ago, I was uh, still part of the gang that did national service. And I went and did six months border duty at Tundongwa. And uh, I was there for just over six months. And it was a, a very difficult time in my life. But it As I look back on it, I think I learned a lot during that period of time. But anyway, at this base in Undangua was the biggest field hospital in the Southern Hemisphere. There was this field hospital. It was really a field hospital. Most of it was under tents, but they would do operations there. There were Kazavaks coming in and out, and there was lots of movement around this hospital. And what would happen is there would be skirmishes with the enemy... And the defense force would pick up the wounded enemy soldiers and then transport them back to the base for medical care. And these guys would have lost a lot of blood in the process. And uh, they would then come into this field hospital and then they would ascertain the blood group. And then what would happen is we would all be fast asleep in in the barracks, in the lines of bungalows, and they had a, a Land Rover with speakers on the top. And they would come riding through the barracks, reading out blood groups. And so they, they would just, it could be booming out. And if they shouted, your blood group, then what was required of you was to jump up, run out, climb on the, the Land Rover, and be taken down to the field hospital. And I fortunately had a very common blood group. And I was a little averse to needles. So I would lie very still and wait for the noise to pass. But some of my friends, especially those who had odd blood groups, oh boy, they had to get up every now and again. Um, if it wasn't, you know, once a week, then it was maybe, you know, once or twice a week. But they'd have to get up and they'd have to donate blood. And they'd be taken down to this field hospital. And somehow they would get, they would now extract the blood, because I never personally went down there. I don't know exactly what the process was down there. <laughs> but somehow they would get the blood, whether it went out and then in or dire- I don't know what happened. But they used to tell me that they would lie close to the enemy. And the enemy sometimes didn't look very good. And they would then be given the blood and then they would start to revive and then they would administer medical care. And you know, I've often thought about that story. Here, you're sitting with two opposing forces. But the one looks to the other for strength. And it's almost like when it comes to our relationship with God, it's like we get a bit wounded and a bit of battle scarred from the action of life. And we need to gain our strength again from Him. And that's why I'm glad we're having communion today. Because that's a picture of His blood that we can, I believe, receive and at the same time ask Him to come and strengthen us. What does it mean to be strengthened by God? It means to allow God to make us strong, allow Him to restore our strength, to sustain us and to encourage us. I love the word encourage because it, to me it's made up of enable with courage. And that's what I want God to do for me. Point number four, seek His face. Seek his face. That's what we were singing as we gather to seek his face. uh, 1 Chronicles 16, 11. It says, yearn for and seek his face. It's interesting it says seek his face. It doesn't say seek his hand. It says seek his face. Hands speak of what you can get. Face speaks of who you really are. Seek his face. Francis Frangipani Wrote this and said, There are certain times when the Lord calls us out of the routine of our daily lives. These are special seasons where His only command is, Seek my face. He has something precious and vitally important to give us that the familiar pattern of our daily devotions cannot accommodate. During such times of seeking God's face, people are often delivered of sins that have plagued them for years. Others discover a depth in their walk with God that leads to greater effectiveness in ministry and prayer. Still others experience breakthroughs in their families and are used by God to see loved ones brought into the kingdom. Why? Because they seek His face. And I want to encourage you today, make it a priority in your life in the next three busy months to seek His face. Make it a priority. Don't let it just escape you. Lastly, point number five, stay connected with God. God wants to strengthen you. It can only happen as you stay connected with him. And in the busyness and the hecticness of the next season, don't let that disappear, but stay connected. I want to read you two interesting scriptures and then a final one from Psalm in closing. You don't need to turn there, just listen. The first one is from John 15, verse 5. Jesus speaking, and he says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much or abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me. You can do nothing. Isn't that amazing? When we are cut off from that vital union that God desires we would live in, we can do nothing. Sometimes it's best just to read the Scripture, because if I told you that, you might not believe it. But the Bible says so. These are the words of Christ. And so, you want to be strengthened by God? Stay in vital union with God. Stay connected with God. You see, it is possible to cut yourself off. You can cut yourself off from that vital connection with God. You can cut it off. There's many things that can allow that. Hurt, bitterness, anger, sin, all sorts of things. It's possible to cut yourself off that you don't have that vital connection or we can choose. Lord, as I go into this next season, I'm going to stay in a vital connection with you. Will you come and strengthen me? Fill me with your strength, I pray. John 15 verse 7, two verses later. It says, If you live in me, the Amplified adds, abide vitally united with me. And my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. Wow. It took my breath away as I was preparing. I ask myself the question, Andrew, do you actually believe this? Is it actually a reality in your life? The issue is if we stay vitally connected with God, if we will receive our strength from Him, if His words will stay in our hearts, it says you will ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. What is the request on your heart for the next three months? What is it that you're asking God for? Stay connected with God. Last scripture. You can turn there. Psalm 105. Psalm 105. You can turn there. Verse 4. As we begin to close and move through to communion, Psalm 105, verse 4, is almost an exact replica of 1 Chronicles 16, verse 11. The psalmist writes, He says, Seek, inquire of and for the Lord, and crave Him and His strength, His might and His inflexibility to temptation. Seek and require His face and His presence continually evermore. As we go into this this next term, I want to pray for you, if you just need strength. And then when I'm finished praying, we're going to take communion, and we're going to trust that God is going to strengthen us. If you specifically feel like in these next three months you need God's strength, would you just stand so I can pray for you as I pray for myself at the same time? Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we come and we declare we need your strength. Lord, we undertake to stay in vital union or connected with you. We want your word to remain alive in our hearts and in our minds. We want to love you with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. But we do need your strength and we need your strength right now. And we ask now in Jesus' name for each person standing that you would come and infuse them with strength. Allow your strength to flow into them and through them. May we feel your strength flowing within us, a divine, supernatural strength flowing through our very being. And we ask it in Jesus' name. While I was praying, I saw like a picture of heaven, and God was letting down lots of ropes, it was a rope for everybody. And it was like, as the rope came down, you just took it, and you held on to that rope. And that rope had like the carrying power, that it could almost overcome gravity, that you were light-footed, light-hearted, and you were able to Walk this road. So grab the rope that God has for you. Lord, we grab hold of the rope that connects us to you. There's a a cord that connects us behind the curtain. And we we take hold of that and we say, God, we take hold of you today. Strengthen us in your mighty power, we pray. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.